0: Hello, humans. Hello, humans. It's Wednesday, seventh of June. It's a little before seven. I was hoping to get out earlier, but just didn't work out that way. Got a long damn day. Lots of stuff to do. Taking the um, sand car here, so it's going to be a little bit noisier got to get it in and get some, um, maintenance stuff done. Anyway, going to be hot on the beach, and we're actually moving into summer. Okay, a lot of, uh, traffic here at the moment. So, I was, uh, listening to, <sighs> I was listening to some of the woo people, and, uh, ran across an interview with, uh, Jim Willie, uh, where he was, uh, insisting that, um, Trump had, uh, made investments in med beds. They were going to roll the med beds out at some point here, right? And it's like, guys, um, uh, I, th- I think I heard Jim Willie saying that, that they had, um, evidence of Trump investing in a chip factory, and it was a MedBed chip factory, and it's like, oh guys, you know, I hate to hear this sort of thing, because it's uh, likely 100% bogus. Um, if there were... Alright, so you have to understand that MedBeds don't exist yet, okay? There's there's no... Um, uh, there may indeed be a replication uh alien technology but the aliens didn't bring med beds with them they don't have uh that kind of thing in these little little craft that we've shot down so how would we supposedly get this from the aliens anyway though um here's the thing if there were a chip specifically designed for medbeds, everybody in tech would know about it we all read all the um production magazines about all the, the chips and the new stuff coming out, and the new series and the new generations and so on. And so they would have written about it a long time ago. You don't keep shit like that secret. It would have actually have had to have been um, publicized probably seven years before production? Something like that. So we would have known about it about seven years ago if in fact they were setting up a plant to do production now. Further, I have not read, not been reading about any major new chip production facilities. And yeah, we need to set them up and so on and we need to take control of our um, computer chip uh, production here in the United States. But we should be able to see supporting evidence, you know, um, land sales, new corporations formed, uh, stuff that you can get at in the public record of people doing stuff. So, you know, I'm sorry, Jim, uh, I don't know what your source is, but I don't buy it. It's just, it's not believable that such a thing could be uh, hidden uh, from the uh, population of especially all the techie guys that are obsessed with this stuff. Uh, that there might be a new chip coming out. And understand that medbeds, the idea is that you'll be healed by frequency, okay? That it'll be basically some uh, variant on an electrical frequency that will uh, do the work. And these things require a very complex process. So I have a precursor to a medbed myself, which is called a Skeenar. It's a Skeenar Cosmodique. I've had one of these since like uh, 2001. And they are a um, uh, an energy device, a healing device from Russia. And they were developed because the Russians discovered you can't take drugs in space because your body's all wonky and it's not going to react well. And so they had to have some other mechanism uh, for dealing with problems on in the human body in space. And they came up with the Skinar. And the Skinar is sort of like a TENS device, one of those little... Uh, you know, pain control or whatever kind of devices, is. Um, but it has an extra couple of things in it in this process of a biofeedback. So it, and a little bit of um, uh, computer code to make it uh, a little bit intelligent. <coughs> what it does is it samples your body for frequency as it's doing this stuff. And it adjusts the um, level of frequency and stuff that it puts out. Skinars are great devices. I love those things. Uh, I get (laughs) all kinds of uh, little wounds all the time from the stuff I'm doing, and they really do help you heal. So they're a little handheld device, right? So now imagine a a bed that you lie down in that has sufficient kind of energy to um, repair your body. Uh, It's going to need complex... Circuitry. It's going to need complex software to control it all. The software would be really key because uh, you could get things really wonky and kill someone probably if you didn't do it right. So, that, so that's that one aspect of it. I don't see anywhere in the in the industry, in any of the industry literature, anything that would suggest that uh, there's new chips being produced uh, specifically for any kind of a medical ap- application here in the United States nor do I find any uh, indication in any of the magazines about the software for such a thing, right? So people that would do the software, would they'd write articles about it, you know, how I solved this design problem and all these kind of things Now, they'll write articles in anticipation of being able to publish once it uh, is through its... Um, non-disclosure period, right? The development period. but here's the thing. Uh, I also heard Jim's Jim Willie say they're going to roll it out and I hear this all the time. I hear this uh, from like fuckers like Charlie Ward and and Simon Parks about how they'll they'll roll out the med beds and, and Simon Parks is famous for this saying that you know there's 300 med beds that have been uh, you know put into these various just dis- facilities just waiting to be rolled out. And it's like, guys, that shit don't happen. It does not work that way. Uh, corporations are not going to spend uh, billions upon hundreds of billions of dollars developing a med bed. Then they have to develop a factory in secret. And then a transportation system in secret. And, um, and, and hospitals in secret. Uh, and then go and put them in in secret. And then everybody just stands around and waits for some kind of a... Uh, a day that someone's going to pick that they'll just open it up and tell everybody about it. does not work that way. In hardware, uh, you have to do some serious planning to roll hardware out uh, for public uh, sales and use and so on. So they're not going to have hundreds of hospitals uh, filled with med beds and then one day open it up to everybody and say, hey, we got med beds, come on in now, Right? Uh, it's just not going to happen that way. The way that you roll the hardware out on a mass release like that is um, like for the mass release of games or the mass release of new computers, right? So you have to have enough stock in place to handle that initial demand. But everybody knows it's coming at that point, and you do have a demand. If you were, if it was all secret. And you're hiding it all, um, and then one day you decide you're gonna announce it, you've gotta have a big PR program to explain to people what the fuck this is, uh, why they should want it, all of this kind of stuff, right? Unlike with the regular tech stuff where everybody's already, already anticipating that they want the next greatest computer and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, this is, uh, so that, that idea that they would be stashed and rolled out just isn't gonna go. Um, I would expect that we would have uh, prototypes, maybe five or ten of them, put into various different institutions. And this is just the way it goes, right? We see this with the rollout of medical equipment now. So MRIs, um, magnetic resonating uh, resonating, uh, imaging equipment, nor x-rays, nor any of these things. They didn't build thousands of them and put them all in the hospitals and then roll them out on one day and announce they were all available. What happens is you build them, you sell them, they get in and they start being used, they get a demand built around them, you build more, you sell more, more get put out, etc., etc. So it's a, a incremental and an organic process as you produce the devices. And of course, there's always the first run issues with tech stuff where you all your flaws show up right and so in a med bed you you can't produce hundreds of the fuckers or thousands of the things put them out in place and then start using them only to discover the software is flawed or or that the frequencies are off and everybody's toes fry and you know uh you know or uh, their butts melt something like that um so you've got to go through this incredible intensive um uh, testing process that is just not uh, supportive of the idea that you're going to get them all fixed set them all in, in the rooms get them all ready, hire all the people so there's something else, you got to hire all the people that know how to use these things and how to, you know um, uh, control the software make the choices, choose the, the various uh, different um, options etc, etc, etc so uh this is basically fantasy kind of shit. Now, I don't know who told Jim Willie this stuff, right? Uh, they tell Carrie Cassidy this stuff all the time, and she, she's of the opinion that there's med gonna roll out. But this woman actually thinks that AI, that there's alien AI on this planet somewhere, somehow, uh, controlling things, right? And it's like, uh, just a, a big delusion and. And the med bed things also are uh, part of that, right? Now, uh, Charlie Ward still hasn't been heard from since his uh, hospital visit. They've been rolling out all kinds of vids, trying to keep his channel up. But apparently he is really persona non grata. And um, he's going to have some real issues here with, with this sort of thing. Anyway, so like I say, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange strange world out here. I'm dealing with uh, smoke from Canadian forest fires, probably. Anyway, so... um, No, so medbeds are not months away from being rolled out. Um, The Introducing medbeds into our social order and the problems that they're going to cause and have to be corrected and all of this kind of thing. So bear in mind, it's a discontinuous innovation. If you had a medbed that eliminated the need for... Uh, drugs, then hey, you've discontinued, disc, uh, you, you've disintermediated uh, the big pharma, so that they can't make any money and stuff. And you're putting them out of business with these little electrical devices. You know they're not going to take that well. You would know about it in advance. They would try and suppress it. Blah 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 blah. None of this stuff do we see happening. Now there's all kinds of cool stuff going on. But here's the thing about this, too, just something else to go on to. Um, you will hear people in the woo world that are talking about, you know, genetic alterations and um, new critters, and all of that kind of stuff, right? Kerry Cassidy's famous for that, uh, all of these people are. Um, You know, everybody talking about the super soldiers and this kind of shit, right? It's bogus. It's, it's absolutely bullshit. It's hoax. Um, they will cite CRISPR and say gene editing, right? Gene splicing. The fact of the matter is, the absolute fact of the matter is, we do not, we are not able as a species to be able to do um, clean gene insertion, all right? I hate to burst your bubble, but CRISPR is a failure. It can, it is called CRISPR because it burns genes, okay? It crisps them. It's not designed to do insertions. They've tried to do it and it doesn't work. Um, we know that they can't do clean gene insertions because we don't have super deadly viruses and super deadly bacteria and stuff. They, you know, you know, factually, if Fauci and and his, um, uh, Kazarian uh, Mafia Brotherhood could engineer, if they could do clean um, gene editing, then we would all be facing, um, well, most of us would be dead by now because they wouldn't have released their bogus COVID. They would have released something that would have just, you know, scoured your lungs and turned you into a pile of uh, oozing protoplasm. They want to kill us. So if they can do that, what is stopping them? right? There is nothing. They cannot do clean gene insertions. If you go and read about CRISPR, the best it can do is a marginally clean gene burnout. And this is why they would, uh, the idea of CRISPR was to remove genes that we see as causing problems, not replace them, not splice them, not do any of that, right? So, uh, and even when we burn out genes, we're not precise. CRISPR destroys genes on either side and even some very far away uh, because of the nature of it doing it electrically from the actual gene site that they're attempting to deal with. So it's um, uh, basically wildly inaccurate and we are incompetent at doing gene splicing. So it does not exist. We're not out there creating, um, you know, the human-alien hybrids and stuff. And also, hey, here's something else, okay? Um, I've been doing a lot of research for the yugas and went deep into uh, historical uh, calendar kind of stuff, all right? And so there is uh, language in the Talmud. All right, so the the Jewish calendar uh, begins when... Uh, Adam and Eve uh, were successfully produced, all right? So they were GMO'd. We know that they were GMO'd. We talk, they talk about, even in the Bible, they talk about taking the rib from Adam in order to make Eve, right? So they're doing this with their own form of technology. Well, here's the thing. Um, there are indications that it took 191 years to, Hundred and ninety-one years for the L to produce um, Adam. All right, they'd been working with the uh, indigenous population. They had been killing them and and basically using their own form of. Uh, genetic modification and so on attempting to do this uh, attempting to put their space alien genes into us, which they finally did but it took them 191 years to have a success and even after they had produced Adam it took them another 7 years to produce Eve and they went through a number of iterations with Eve and they would, oh no that one's not acceptable, you know and, and to Adam and so they'd kill it and go into the next one right? um And so this this 191 years uh, is just part of this process. So even the space aliens, who theoretically knew what the fuck they were doing, it took them 191 years to have a success in modifying us, modifying genes here, right? And so we do not have um, clean... uh, a gene insertion, and CRISPR is a burning machine, like a, a wood burning tool, right? It's intended to crisp out a gene, not put one in. Um, in fact, uh, we have somewhere, I saw the video once, and at the time, I never thought to save it. Uh, the machine i uh, brought it down on, uh, died, so it's probably not even in the cache there. I couldn't even recover it that way. But there's this little video of Falke's chief of staff in a WEF meeting, and it was like 2015, okay? He's in a WEF meeting in 2015 or maybe maybe 2016, right around in there. And in this WEF meeting, he's talking to a bunch of people. And this guy is on a stage just bouncing and jumping up and down just as a, just as an excited little fuck. And hopping all up and down because they had finally, he said, finally been able to get the spike protein to attach to the coronavirus shell. And it had taken them, at that point, whenever they had done it, 2015 or 2016, it had taken them actively, actively, eight years with the spike protein to get this to occur. And, you know, they had had thousands, tens of thousands of failures. Uh, and so finally they had a success. They got a spike protein to join into the coronavirus shell. Um, and But he also talks about how long it took them to create the spike protein and that, that that was another 7 years on the other side of the 8 years of the of the trying to insert it into the genes in the or in, into the coronavirus shell and so this is difficult stuff guys and it does not happen boom 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 you create superman we don't see any super soldiers that's a bunch of uh, bullshit that's a bunch of you know uh cory good kind of crap right absolute lies a uh, total horseshit uh if we could genetically alter and and create super soldiers they'd be doing it they'd be doing it like mad all over the hell and gone what's stopping them look what they did with covid they want to kill us they want to have all of these things and so if they could do it they sure as fuck would do it because you know that they don't have any um compunctions against doing it (laughs) so it's one of their goals so you know it's like sorry guys uh, a lot of the woo understanding of things is technically not accurate that's why i was always bitching about charlie uh, ward and simon parks and you know simon parks was big in the medbed stuff he's been touting medbeds for 20 years if they had these things, well, not 20 maybe, but a lot of years. If they had these things 10 years ago, they, and they are they building them and just gathering dust, waiting to make millions of them so that they can give one to everybody? What's the fucking point? You know, there's got to be a logical thing here. Plus, medbeds are going to require a shitload of rare earth uh, minerals. They're going to have to be built a particular way. Uh, hospital grade, all of this kind of stuff. So we don't see any of this stuff in any of the ancillary industries that suggests that there's any of this kind of thing going on. Let me see now. So um, you can, if you know how to do it, especially with public agencies, you can go and find out things uh, and make inferences about what they are doing based on what uh, you see they are buying, right? And so um, there's a new notch in uh, silver and gold coins being put out by the um, treasury. This is a little tiny, maybe millimeter notch around the edge of the coin. Everybody wonders what the hell it is. They've examined it under microscopes, nothing there. And and the the theory is that that's going to be used to put in a barcode or something that will uniquely identify that coin, and so basically a serial number, right? And so you'll be able to have coins registered on the blockchain. And um, uh, this would be a good thing if you could do that, right? Anyway, so if they were going to to be doing this, they would be using x-rays or they would be using uh, lasers to do etching or diamond dust. They could apply it with diamond dust as well. Um, and so at least these three uh, technologies, and we and we just don't see the treasury buying any of these kinds of gear. They're not buying uh, the diamond dust um, imprinting machines. They're not buying um, x-ray etching machines. And they're not buying laser uh, 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 etching machines, right? And so, uh, so far, we know that whatever it is, they're not active with that little notch. And so you can make all of these, you can make some probably fairly reasonable conclusions based on what people are um, doing for themselves and what people are buying. Uh, you know, in terms of their their companies and so forth, right? So we, we don't see the support chains for a big med-bed rollout. I would suspect that we would, in order to do med you'd have to have all of the rollout kind of stuff that we saw with the Tesla cars. You'd have to see the adverts of them saying, hey, we got the new medbed facility built here and, uh, you know, pictures and all that. We just don't see any of these supporting stuff. And it would be impossible pretty much to, um, hide the, uh, building of a factory and the hiring of the people to work there. This would show up on government statistics, no matter what you did. So it's just, is very unlikely, very unreasonable to think that any of that stuff is ongoing. When it does happen, you'll know about it because we'll be doing all that stuff. You'll hear about the, um, Uh, the factory being built so we can build the chips so that we can do this, yada, 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 right? (coughs) you also hear about the new mines being set up and so on. And we're a long ways from that. I'm certain we will get to med beds, but there's not even any uh, supporting literature uh, about um, frequency healing. And we know that none of the frequencies that Rife came up with will work anymore because Reif was doing it in a world where we didn't have electromagnetic frequencies all the hell and gone, which we do now which would muddy up all of his stuff which is why none of the Raymond Reif frequency stuff do any good anymore so anyway the um, uh you know, you can, you can do research and find these things out, and so uh, you don't have to rely on statements being made to you uh, and just uh, assume they're true, right? So much of the stuff that Kerry Cassidy and these people um, put out is just uh, hearsay, and they're just repeating something else that someone had told them, and that's why we end up with the Cory Good bullshit, right? Uh, where he actually had to come out and admit under oath that he lied, and then he like prevaricated and saying well I didn't really lie a hundred percent and i'm having to lie now in order to protect my life story from the evil ones that want to uh, do me harm right and so it there's always some excuse for it but basically they are not presiding preventing or pre- presenting you with uh, uh vetted material with with anything that has been validated and so, you know, Carrie Cassidy could go and talk to somebody and she could say, you know, they could tell her, no, AI requires a, a computer and AI is pretty fucking lame and is, is not very good at shit, right? And no matter what we do, it won't be good at shit for a number of years because we're just in the early process of it. I don't buy the idea that we need to be scared of this stuff. You know, that's another one of their fear tactic things. Uh, and look, you know, I mean, it affects everybody. Even Robert, uh, Kennedy Jr. has been sold. He, on the climate change thing, right? It's taken him a real, um, turn in his brain to get, to start getting that out, out of there. And, you know, climate change is a scam other than what they're doing with the chemtrails. So anyway, though, so, um, uh, just watch out for all the woo people. It's going to get really exciting here. Uh, we've got, um, some major uh, revolutionary shit happening over the summer uh, relative to humanity versus the Khazarians. But it's not all going to be, you know, uh, easy sailing and stuff. We've got uh, dozens and dozens of hard years ahead of us in working our way out. Yeah, we will get to med beds, but don't count on it. Uh, In fact, um, I'm of the opinion that everybody listening to this should go in out and buy... Uh, opium poppy seed and start growing opium poppies uh, because our our supply chain for our um, uh, for big pharma is breaking down I've got a guy that is a um, he's very high up in uh, some parts of the economic world where he knows and he's able to tell me that well we know for sure that there are three hundred and twenty uh, medicines uh, or drugs that are having supply side issues now, and that those 300 and tw- of those 320, we've got any number that are on shortages and um, uh, supply uh, blockages right now. And so, we might have 30 or 40 uh, drugs today that they just can't manufacture until they get the next batch of stuff in. And so, this is affecting all of the supply chains. And if they go to a certain level within some of these drugs like um, antibiotics, right? So antibiotics are made in reactive vessels. If you run out of stuff to make antibiotics and you've got to shut your your production line off then when you start it back up, you've got to scrub everything down all over again. uh, Take it down to this uh, super degree of cleanness in order that you can proceed from that point. And and that can take months to do one of these um, repowers on a production line on a reaction vat production line. So um, so I think you should grow the opium poppies. Now here's the thing. opium poppies are, are not really illegal to, to grow. They can't no one is going to be able to haul you into court and prove that that is actually a somniferum uh, poppy. Just because of the genetics are so modified it's going to be a real problem. Plus it's not illegal to have them, right? It's illegal to have the opium, it's illegal to have morphine. But it's not illegal to have opium tea, and you cannot get either opium nor morphine from opium tea. I'm of the personal opinion that we should never concentrate drugs like that, except in rare, for rare, rare, rare circumstances, right? Um, we don't really need morphine. Mostly, um, opium tea will suffice. So bear in mind that all through the 1800s, uh, and all, in the early 1900s, up until like the 1950s, Opium tea was the preferred method for pain uh, control, and it's very easy to do. You don't get addicted to it. You can become habituated um, to opium tea, but you've got to use a lot of it. And uh, by the way, it has all these other alkaloids that are uh, moderating the actual um, uh opium in the stuff and so it's not like you're getting pure opium you're getting dozens and dozens of alkaloids and so this is the way nature intended nature provided you with this for that purpose and it is um immoral and illegal in my opinion uh for uh the state to try and restrict your access to pain meds without the pain meds they control you hey. um so uh As I say, so it's very immoral for them to try and control access. Our our, uh, pharmacy systems are breaking down along with all of our other supply chains, food and so on. And so in my opinion, everybody needs to take uh, personal responsibility. And one of the things you're going to do for personal responsibility here will be to take personal responsibility for your own pain management and your own supply chain for drugs. And this is why, you know, you can grow sup, grow uh, plants that, you know, can provide you with supplements and all this kind of thing and and get your supply chains down so short that they're just down into your backyard or into a flower pot on your balcony or something, right? And you don't need that much of it. So for the opium poppies, just understand that um, you just get them, you take the whole opium poppy plant, the seed pod, the, the leaves that are around the seed pod and the... Um, uh, the stem and stuff, all of that material is called straw, in the, to those who know. And you just take all this straw, this, the dried seed pod, and even the seeds, if you want. Um, they're not very much opium in the seeds, so it's not really worthwhile to do it that way. Oh, well, there's a small amount. But in any event, you take all of that, and you just grind it up in a coffee grinder, and you make, a, make an infusion uh, with hot water, and you end up with a... Um, uh, a pain med that is easily controlled, okay, uh, in the sense that um, uh, you can um, moderate it. You can make it, a, you know, more potent, less potent as the need occurs. Let me. Uh, I'm getting set up to go in and do some business here and go on to my next stop. It's just like a huge day. I've got all kinds of stuff to do today, trying to get caught up. Anyway, so, um, so med beds, no, opium poppies, you sure as fuck should grow them. They're cheap. You can buy the seed anywhere. It's on Amazon. Uh, it's like $19 for a hundred seeds or something. Um, somniferum, you know, P, uh, in a period, I think it's, um, P-A-V-A- Pavia, uh, Somniferum. Um, and that's the species name, but basically what you're after is, you know, poppy seed poppies and, uh, not California poppies, but poppy seed poppies. Anyway, you take these and they're perennial. So you plant them, uh, the thing comes up, it grows, it's got a seed pod. The seed pod releases, uh, thousands of seeds. You got more plants the next year and you just save these things and you can take them and put them in the freezer and they're good for fucking decades. And like I say, you reduce it down to a powder and there you go. That's, that's all you have to do. And it's going to be necessary because our supply systems are going to break down. Now, as I was saying, you know, bear in mind that throughout the 1800s and the 1900s, this was the preferred method for pain relief. And uh, this included all of those horrific battlefield surgeries in uh, the civil war. And um, it was um, so uh, required here in the U.S. that many of the gold miners um, in California in the 1920s and 1930s, would uh, uh, they were part of a collective and everybody grew poppies to support the gold mining industry because gold mining is hard, tough, physical work, and you need something to deal with all of the pain and the problems that, that are caused by that. Anyway, though, so uh, got to get women here, got to get some stuff done. Uh, I hate to see these aid cars. They're just hauling tourists off the beach like you wouldn't believe. We're seeing two or three every weekend now. It's really sad. Anyway, guys, um, take care. i got to go and do a lot of work here. (laughs) It's just the way it is. There's always some work, and then you die.